Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm bringing you a mashup of past shows for some sexual resolution inspiration. I want to make 2019 the best year of sex for all of you. There's always room to grow, even for me. So happy new year and enjoy the show. I love when you love what I love. See, a few months ago, I told you about Foria and their pre-lube oil called Awaken. And I've heard from so many of you who are having amazing results. See, the deal is this. We all carry so much stress, which is the biggest killer of our sex drive. Foria Awaken is an all-natural oil with CBD extract that you massage into your vulva and clitoris to help with relaxation and arousal and can totally enhance sexual pleasure, which means more orgasms, less pain, more lubrication, and basically better sex overall. Foria has been a pioneer in using CBD for sexual wellness purposes. So I'm excited to tell you they've just released a brand new tonic called Basics. Foria Basics is a broad spectrum CBD tonic for daily wellness. It uses the purest hemp extract and 100% organic MCT coconut oil. You just use the dropper to put a small dose into a drink or smoothie or even directly on your tongue, whatever works for you. After about an hour, you'll start to feel the calming effects that can help you shed the stress and get back to intimacy. Foria Awaken and Basics don't contain any THC, so there's no high and they're completely legal to order online and ship just about anywhere. I really want you to try Foria and let me know what you think. For more information on all the Foria products, just go to sexwithemily.com slash Foria. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash F-O-R-I-A. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. The women know about shrinkage. Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. Check out our site, sexwithemily.com, for some more inspiration and to help you have better sex. And you can also find me on SiriusXM, Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 Pacific, 8 to 10 East on SiriusXM, Stars Channel 109, for some more sex talk. And I take your calls every single night. So... Give me a call there if you'd like. Get your own subscription to Sirius. Try a free 30-day trial, sexwithemily.com slash SXM. You can also find us on all social media at Sex with Emily across the board. I look forward to seeing you there. It's the new year coming uh-huh. up in just a few days. So happy new year, Manis. Happy new year. And I'm very glad to be here with you. So know, do you have any resolutions? This show, <laughs> oh, is all about your resolutions. So sexual resolutions or relationship resolutions mm-hmm. How is your relationship going right now? Are there things about it that you might want to change? Or maybe if you're single, you're thinking, gosh, you know, in 2015, I'd just love to start dating again. So we're going to talk about some ways to get yourself out there and to make some resolutions that will really improve your life. So Menace and I met, if you just want a little history, you know, people, I don't know if they know this, but like it was nine years ago. I started, I started this podcast 10 years ago in my mm-hmm. living room just as an idea. I'll interview mm-hmm. people about sex because I wanted to learn more. And I got a call from the program manager at Free FM, and they said, hey, do you want to do yeah. a live show? I'd never been in a radio station. I'd never done anything. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, cool. I go in. Menace was assigned to the board, was that yeah. job, board operator. And we met. And I didn't know what I was doing being on the radio. I uh-huh. didn't know how to like 
Yeah. I might have swore a few times and done some things wrong. Menace was pulling his hair out. Yeah, because he like, wanted to kill you me. You didn't know. This is like right after, um, you know, the, the whole Janet, Janet Jackson, Jackson stuff, yep. where like the FCC was really hammering down on any like sexual content, any kind of stuff like that. And here comes Emily, who like does not read any of the FCC guidelines. <laughs> no, I had to take anything. a test. Yeah, but I'm sure he didn't really pay attention to the test. Well, kind of. And here I'm the person that handles the button that like cuts out all your... The dump button. All the stuff. And this is how Emily would go. She would want to say like, blowjob on the radio. And I would go... And I would hit the button because you can't say that. And it would cut out her saying blowjob. And what would she do on the air? She would say... What? I can't say blowjob? And I would have to hit the button again. Like, what the F, lady? You know what's so funny about that, though? Is that, like, I remember I did a show on masturbation, and they uh-huh. said you can't say masturbation more than once every 15 minutes. So yeah. I had to come up with these euphemisms for masturbation. Yeah. But the funny thing is, being on Loveline, we say, like, blowjob, come on your face. I mean, we say yeah. everything that we couldn't say then. Yeah. We can totally say and on Loveline. Yeah, and, th- I mean, it's a, it's a lot more relaxed. You're in a better uh, better time slot for doing that. And also, you have the power of Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a trusted uh, guy in in this field. And, uh, you know, people are not going to go after him if you guys right. are talking about, you know, dropping jizz on Yeah, I mean, we say jizz. We say yeah. everything. Like, it's come a long way, baby. Yeah. So and anyway, sure that's a little happy background. That. But I yeah, love that's it. the background. But uh, yeah, I'm so happy to be here with you I again. Know. And I love us. So my resolutions is that, you know, I have been here for two years. I've been working my ass off. I moved here because for my career mm-hmm. and it's been amazing. But then I realized, you know, I, I haven't, I've dated, God knows I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm not sitting home celibate, but I just thought, you know, I should really, you know, start putting myself out there more. Just like I tell all of you practicing what you preach. It's not that I'm holding back. It's just, if I'm working a lot, when I'm out, I'm just starting to talk mm-hmm. to people. Hey, how's your day? Not even that I'm attracted to them or I don't even know what it is. I just, I'm talking to people wherever I go. So New Year's plans also, you know, sometimes they can seem like a let. Like I think like New Year's, don't trip on it. Even if, you, if you're if you single, it doesn't matter whatever, mm-hmm. wherever you're at now. But, you know, resolutions for the New Year, for whatever. So New Year's, go out and have fun, but don't make a big deal of it. It's got to be this huge thing. I think when you're just hanging with good friends or if you've got a partner, just do something that you both like doing together. I think it's great to have a party at your house and have friends over rather than paying three times the amount for a dinner somewhere. I hate when they yeah. rip you off on New Year's. Um, so I hope everyone has has a great New Year. But moving into the New Year, um, what are some, you know, sexual resolutions? So, you know, you can promise to hit the gym or like floss your teeth and all that, which one year I do you mm-hmm. floss your teeth every day. Every day, no. It's hard to, right? One year I made it my resolution, and I actually now, for years ago, I do it every day. That's all important, the gym. But you should also commit to something that will bring you pleasure all year long. So I'm going to talk about some sexy resolutions that might inspire you. I will, I hope Mm. will inspire you to have better sex this year. So anything that you can think of, anything that you want to try sexually in your relationship before I get going, and you can also pipe in. Anything that I want to try sexually in my relationship. Um... Currently at the moment, no. I'm sorry that I'm so boring. Honey, I don't care. I knew. I don't even know why I asked. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not out there on like Tinder and like having all these crazy stuff. I'm going to answer the I, Tinder people back. I wish I uh, I wish I was. Tinder's more of a more game. It's like a game, but I don't have time to message them. I mean, I don't, and there's no one, once I look at it, I'm like, eh. Okay. But I just so I can get in on the game, I swear, I talked about this on the last podcast I was with, uh, that I was on on with you was I want to be like Spider-Man on Tinder or something like that and just see like what they say. Okay. To me? 
Huh? To my no, husband. just like in general, in general, see what women. It's funny. Let's it's a good that. time. Let's do it. You should <laughs> sign up. Become a chick right now. All right. Um, okay. So one of the first things I think is really important is that you should sleep with people who make you feel good about yourself. All right. So if you're having Sunday morning regrets, you wake up in the morning and you're sleeping with this guy or girl and you're like, God, I, they don't appreciate me or I feel really bad about myself. Well, think about that. People don't change that much. So if someone's not making you feel like your best self right now, life is too short to spend time in a relationship that is going nowhere or sleeping with someone that doesn't make you feel good. So you should move on from stale relationships that are holding you back. I think that's one resolution that you should all make. Also, commit to safer sex. I feel like people aren't using condoms these days. They just aren't. They say they were. Like, I feel like no. our generation was like AIDS, scary, whatever. Yeah. People just don't. And you know what? If you know that sex is going to happen, you should be prepared for it. You probably planned on using condoms and then you had a few too many drinks or something and you just your partner didn't have any or you didn't have any. And I think if you're a woman, arm yourself with condoms that you actually like and you feel good about. Lifestyles Condoms sent me all these condoms to try and I have to tell you, they are amazing condoms. Remember condoms used to be kind of like, ah, eh, they were they fell mm-hmm. off, they were uncomfortable, guys didn't like to wear them. Maybe yeah. that was an excuse. They have these turbo condoms. They have like this excite gel in them. They also have these condoms that have pleasure. There's a pleasure pack actually. Mm-hmm. And they've got these little bumps in them for her pleasure. I mean, they're just, and they're thin because they use um, polyisoprene, which is actually not latex. And so you don't get infections from them and they feel freaking amazing. So have safe sex this year because... People are carrying around diseases, y'all. And just because they tell you they don't have something, either they're <laughs> lying or they don't know. Because sometimes yeah. you can just be a carrier. Mm-hmm. So a courier. practice safe sex, a courier <laughs> of, of herpes um, or whatever else, gonorrhea. And gonorrhea, chlamydia, um, all the sexy do stuff. Do you guys ever talk about Do you ever a guy friend who's like, hey, dude, I got herpes? Uh, not herpes, but I had a friend that said he got uh, chlamydia. chlamydia. Yeah. yeah, you just take an antibiotic. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but mm. it's, you know, it's bad. It's, you yeah. know, just be careful. Condoms are not, I feel like they've gotten a bad rap because they just were bad. They used to be yeah. not as good as they are now. They're like, like everything. They have uh-huh. techn- technologically advanced. So yeah. check out condoms. Check out Lifestyles. I love their pleasure pack. Okay. Do your sexercises. All right. Kegel exercises. So doctors always recommend that you do them for women after, if you've had a child, um, they help you with your, like, so if I have, with women, after childbirth, you tend to pee and you're sometimes like, you sneeze or whatever, you're looser down there. Also, it can help you have stronger orgasms. Um, kegel exercises, they can, um, for men, they help you last mm. longer in bed. They help you just control your orgasms. And so, you know, the thing about it is, is the reason why, like, doctors tell you to do them is because they're miracle muscles. They're like any other muscle. And so how you do them is it's your pee-stopping muscles. So when you want to stop and start the flow of urine, so like, you know, if you're, you know what I'm talking about when you stop it Mm -hmm. because someone's coming in the bathroom, you hold that for five seconds and then you let it go. And you can do it for five minutes a day. And I actually have an iPhone app called Kegel Camp. And it, it people go crazy about it because it's it reminds you to do them like five minutes a day. You wow. can set a remind every day on my phone. It says eleven thirty time for Kegel Camp, and there's twenty levels, so they get harder. And people have like emailed me. They're like, "Oh my god, my ejaculate's shooting across the room like I was twenty. Jeez. Women are having stronger orgasms." So just try and breathe, flow with your kegels. They're really good to do. You can do them in traffic light, whatever. Do them. And your app, you always forget the selling point of your app. Tell them. Oh, it's my voice. Okay, so here's the deal is that my voice (laughs) walks you through it. And we're actually updating it. We have a new update coming out in like a month or two. Yeah, my voice? 
Do you want it to be your voice? Please, retract. <laughs> it's like tense, <laughs> relax. Tense, relax. And tense. it's five minutes and it's my voice and I'm cheering you on. And the thing is, when we first launched it, we had 10 levels. And people were like, I already got to level 10. So now we have 20 and people are, love that. No one's asked for more. So I actually got an email about it. Emily, I've been interested in exercising my PC muscles, and in the objective, I downloaded the app and also bought some Kegel balls. I find the app amazing, but was wondering if you could help me by giving me tips on how I could exercise with my Kegel balls. Thank you so much, Erica. So now they have these weights, right? These Kegel balls for your, for your, you put them inside of you and you wear them, and they have a little string attached to them, and they actually work out your muscles when you're not even doing the exercises. So you can put them in for an hour or two in the morning and just walk around with them. And also, really, they say if you just wear them, like I know I went, I wear them sometimes just for a few hours, and because you're, you don't really realize it, but your muscles are tensing and holding them in, and you're actually working them out without even having to do the exercises. So they truly work for you. Go to Good Vibes. They have plenty of different brands, and you can see what you like and um, try them out. And then you can get your, uh, you know, Kegels of Steel in no and time. I think you have a uh, podcast episode somewhere where you actually had balls inside you. Did I? Yeah. With you? You walked in. Mm. I don't remember when it was. In San Francisco. San Francisco. Was it at the radio station? No. Was it Stitcher? No. Was that a Stitcher? Yeah, I think you had balls inside you as Stitcher. I probably did. I had balls inside me. I have balls inside me now. Um, no, that's a good point. I, but they're sitting on my counter, so I remember to put them in. And, oh, okay. and, and I'm telling you, I do have stronger orgasms when my PC muscles are did stronger. You, did you ever have problems uh, uh, taking it out? Because on one of the episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Chloe had them in, and she couldn't get one out. Ugh, those are the Benoit balls that were, became famous in Fifty Shades of Grey. They need to have a string on them so you can pull them out like a okay. tampon. Um, it, you don't want the ones without the string because you can't lose them. You can lose stuff in your vagina. Yeah. You don't do that. Condoms, oh, you know, yeah. a cat or something. All that kind of know. stuff. So be careful. I, Ask for what you want. Resolutions about being proactive and changing your life. So if you have a desire or a fantasy, speak up. Take responsibility for your own pleasure. And for women, your orgasm is your responsibility. I used to think too, when I was first started having sex, I was like, he's bad in bed. I didn't have an orgasm. It's his thing. No, you have to know your own body. You have to figure out what pleases you first, and then you can tell your partner. Because for men, like Menace always says, what's your famous state about, uh, statement about the women's vagina? Oh, it's the Rubik's, Rubik's Cube of life. It's true. It is. They're all different. They all operate differently. And he's mm. not or she, whoever you're with, they're not going to guess. They're not going to be like, oh, this is what they well, like. We're all different. So spend some time figuring out what you like and then learning how to ask for it. So, you know, that will improve your sex life as well. If there's something in yeah. your mind... I mean, I know guys married because, you know, people pull me aside, like at a party or mm -hmm. whoever it is. They don't even know me, but they're like, what do I do? I've always wanted to watch my wife have sex with someone else. You know, I'm like, we've been together 20 years. I'm like, well, just you've been together 20 years. There's ways to bring this up and to talk to her. Maybe you don't lead with I want to have you. You know, whatever your fantasy is, if you're sitting on it, they don't go away. And they will only help you improve your sex life. So, you know, your partner may say no, but what if she or he says yes? And then it goes to the next level in 2015. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so whether you're in a new or a long-term relationship, commit to trying like one new thing this year in bed. I don't care what it is. One thing. A little dirty talk, a new position, bondage, discover a new erogenous zone. People go for men, like they go for our breasts, they go for our vagina. But like, did you know like the back of my knee, the nape of the neck is so sensitive. Our fingertips, like breast orgasm, second mm -hmm. most common orgasm, like try massage, try bringing out these other parts of your body. Never stop learning how to become a better lover. You should constantly 
be expanding your sexual repertoire. There was a there was a thing where uh, this guy he was uh, quadriplegic. I can't talk right now. I'm sorry. This is when I my brain starts shutting down. I apologize. But uh, he he got sexual arousal if um, a girl would suck on his finger. Like it's anywhere, you know. It's crazy. Yeah. No, it's true. Mm. I mean, there are so and and there's ways that you you might be like finger. That's weird. How do you know? What if you can have an orgasm through your finger being sucked on and you don't know? So what, people, you know, you're rushed. You'd have sex the same way. And I'm just saying try something new, maybe once a month, mm-hmm. even once this year. People don't ever mix it up. So what are you going to do this different? I'm not going to even ask you. <laughs> okay. And if you're single, commit to taking one step in your dating life towards meeting someone new. It could mean signing up for a dating site telling your friends whenever you're out with them, hey, no, but you know what? I'm interested. If you know any single people, fix me up. It's mm-hmm. like when you're looking for a job and yeah. you like tell everyone, you know, tell everyone that you're looking for a job. So tell everyone you want to find someone. Um, your married and your non-married friends are, your, your married non-single friends are the untapped resource. They really are. They're always meeting single, oh, single guys. That's how I've gotten fixed mm-hmm. up a lot in LA. Um, or just get up the nerve to like start talking to people because it's, there's so much fear that men and women have about approaching and just talking to people. And the more you do it, the more you just start like saying hello and talking to people in public, whether or not you want to sleep with them and just chatting, it will it will make you more comfortable with the members of the opposite yeah. sex and uh, getting turned on. And, I mean, getting dates and getting turned on too. But it's not, just, just put yourself out there and see what happens. Because like we said, you're not going to die. Nothing nope. bad's going to happen from learning to stop, to learn and start talking to people. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And then finally, stop faking it. And not just orgasms. Don't fake it in the bedroom. Don't fake it in your relationship. Don't fake it in your dating profile. Don't lie about who you are. The best way to find something real is to put your real self out there. Because no one ever gets what they want by faking it. Because eventually someone's going to find out that you're not really what you say you are. You're not into what you say you want. So, uh, you know, if that means saying goodbye to your almost relationship because you know that you need more. If that means speaking up because things aren't working in the bedroom. Do it. And of course, don't fake your orgasms. That is just disservice to, to all. Guys, you're sending the wrong message. And uh, you're sending the wrong message to men or whoever your partner is because you're saying that, hey, that felt really good, but it doesn't feel good. So don't fake it. And I hope everyone, I'm wishing everyone a happy new year. And I know. Good luck with the resolutions. Have a great year, Emily. It's been another keep, great year with you, Menace. Keep doing your thing. I'm doing my thing. You keep doing your thing. All right. I and will. I love you so much. I love Thanks, you Menace. Let's talk sex. sex in the news because yes. this is great for everybody in the new year. If you're still having weird feelings about, you know, being single or like or being about dating apps, let me tell you this. If you're newly single, here is the best day to start swiping. Um, so they say the anxiety and the stress that's imposed by the holiday season. We've got these social obligations, noisy relative, nosy relatives, too much family time, booze, gifts, all this stuff. We break up with something. We might realize, you know what? I don't want to be with this person anymore, or I'm just miserable with my family. You just sit there with a drink in your hand, watching them interact with your family. Like, right. what, what am I doing with this person? Right. You're like, this so January, terrible. New Year's yeah. resolution, I'm going to start dating again. Dating companies actually look forward to January surge in membership. It reminds me of gyms. Do you ever belong to a gym? Oh, and in January. I just freeze my membership every yeah. January because you can't even get yeah. in. It's a All waste. the newbies are there. The worst. The worst. Well, it's kind of like that with dating, but this is a good thing. Because people are so disappointed from the holidays, they're like, their butt is kicked into high mm-hmm. gear. So they are dating, they're starting to date online. And what they say is that, um, 
okay. So based on trends from previous years, Match.com is confident they'll have the highest traffic on Sunday, January 8th, 2017 at precisely 8.49 p.m. Eastern Time. They should be more specific. Uh, the company sees a 42% spike in new singles looking for love during the dating season, which they say spans from December 26th to February 14th. Everyone wants a date for Valentine's Day. Tinder, they're not as specific, but they say that last year's data you know, shows that they were up at this time of year and there's a <laughs> bump in matches and all that. This is like the sexual Black Friday. It is the it's sexual like, Black it's Friday. Like Jack Friday. So I'm just saying, I did a show, I guess it was late la- in December, but I was talking about my experience dating this year and how I took actually took time off and now I'm back on the apps. I talked a lot about swiping and my little tips for how I've learned to like, I've been doing Bumble and Tinder. Appreciate and that Em. Cause cause know this. All right. What? You're sitting across from a guy who's never swiped a thing in his life. I've never swiped. I've never had the opportunity to swipe. Except for like your ATM card. All came along after I was already married, which is fine. I'm happy. I'm happily married. Got a kid. I'm excited and, and life is good. But Believe me when I tell you that I'm, oh I'm a little bit uh, jealous that I didn't get to try the swipe. It's fun. You just swipe and then you go on a date and you have a good time and there's so many like options. But I think it's detrimental. To, let me tell you something. That I could just swipe just and it doesn't like go every, anywhere. Just for me. You can use mine. Oh, when, this is a bunch of dudes though. Yeah. Here's the thing though. I want to say this thing about Tinder because Tinder said this so it must be true. But I also think it's true. What they said was is that um, I just read this. It said that Tinder is not necessarily just a hookup app like everybody thinks. Well, of course they say that because they want more business. No, no, no. But what I'm telling you, how would this go? It says... um, They should have like a virgin app. Like they have virgin alcohol, you know? Like, I uh, think like they a, do. Like a virgin uh, margarita. I want a virgin swipeable so I could just swipe just to just see what it feels like. I can't find it. But what it's saying is, you're right. They really, I think they, they, they have freaking apps for people who own horses, farmers. I <laughs> yeah, it's farmers only. The farmers only. But like, I think that like, First of all, I think Tinder made a resurgence. I think that nobody's going to make you sleep with someone. You're going to be like, oh, well, I went on a date. I got to have sex with them. You get to decide. Yeah. And I know a lot of people finding relationships on all the apps. However, so, the ladies, especially the ones that are a little bit more demure maybe or a little bit more innocent, uh, I think that they, a lot of guys go on Tinder, guys that I know that I talk to, they think of it as a hookup act and they think that if a chick is on there that she's down for like a one-night stand. Okay, but like he could think that all he wants, but if you're a woman, don't feel pressured into it. Right. Limit your alcohol. No one is expecting anything. And in fact, he'll probably respect you more if you don't give him a blowjob in the car on the first date. A little bit more. No, my, my, my friend used to call it a blowjob dispensary. He's like, every girl just gives me a blowjob. But you don't have to. And he's a douchebag anyway. Whoever said that. My guy said that. So don't worry about it. And just find the ones that work for you. It's like a bar. Like I couldn't tell you what bar to go to because I don't know what you're into or what right. girl to listen to music. Yeah. So play around with them. Have a good time. And everyone's online. Enjoy you your freedom. It. Yeah. Okay, so we can move on to some emails. Another reason why it's going off and why? popping off is because people who are newly single, probably, especially the ladies, don't want to become uh, mid-February. Well, this is the thing. They say the spike is through Valentine's Day. Yeah, see? And there was a Desperately study- searching. I know. Like, right? you got you girls are, like, desperately searching to, like, beat the February 14th deadline, whereas guys are much more short-sighted, and they're desperately searching to beat the 2 a.m. deadline. Exactly. Bars, right? Much more short-sighted. You guys are much more yeah, but long there was, con. There was a sex in the news last month that actually said, I believe that men are more concerned about being single around the holidays and women, obviously, more around Valentine's Day. Huh. And Valentine's Day to me is like, we're going to have to do a bunch of fun stuff this year on Valentine's Day because it's, like, it's like my year. Valentine's Day. Yeah. So my Michigan accent comes out. Because it's your year? Why is it your year? No, I'm just saying always. People always like, what's your busiest time of year? I'm like, Valentine's Day. I feel like Valentine's. it's like my Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. I love Valentine's Day because I love, with my listeners, we do such fun things. We do giveaways and contests and we give you tips. But, um, but whether you're single or not, we give you tips for all that stuff. 
Hi, Emily. I have a question for you. Duh. I said, duh. I know I'm probably the exception, but until recently, I've always been a relationship kind of person. All of a sudden, I'm very intrigued by a guy I'm chatting with on a dating website. Beside the fact that I've been alone for way too long, my question is, how does a girl feel safe letting a guy she barely knows into her home, much much less into her bed? The whole risk of being physical with someone um, new is scary enough, but with someone I know could have been with someone different every day of the week is something, well, I never considered doing before. Check this out, Anderson. I was raised with Dr. Drew. He scared the living crap out of me for the past 28 years or so. Realistically, I know when we have penetrative sex, we'll use condoms, but not for oral. But feeling safe, letting him into my home where everything I love is, is scary. Please help. Thanks, Lisa45 from Los Angeles. Lisa. So when she says that Dr. Drew has scared her, I didn't listen to Loveline before I was on it. So I'm assuming Neither what she's I. talking about. Well, I did. They didn't have it in Michigan growing up. I didn't. My brothers and sisters listened to it, and I thought it was garbage. But but my question is, <laughs> and you were on it's it for true. 20 years. Like, I didn't know. What I'm assuming that she's referring to, because she's 45, is that back in the day, 10, 15 years ago, when everyone started dating, like on Craigslist. Right. That, that there was a lot of safety issues. Now, there still are. Right. But, but, and she said he, he scared the crap out of her. So is she talking about STDs? Is she talking about like letting a stranger into your home? Do you know? Who knows? I mean, Drew scared the hell out of me, too. I, you know, <laughs> working with all him us. every night for 17 years. I was scared to even have a kid past my age because he was always telling me what a douchebag I'd be if I had a kid when I was older. I, if you listen to Drew, he will scare you out of life itself. I actually asked this. Here's a fun fact about Drew because he's a worrywart. I asked him one day because I didn't have insurance for a while and he was really shaming me. And I said, what would you do, Drew, to, if you knew that tomorrow you weren't going to have insurance for the entire day? He said he would lock himself in a closet and not move <laughs> for the full 24 hours. So take everything he says with a grain of salt. Okay. The man does kind of live. Uh, okay. Well, I know, but I'm just Quietly. wondering. I'm just wondering what she. I mean, I can assume he was probably like, you know, be careful, check, t- let your friends know where Towards you're at. Towards the end, Drew was all about uh, online dating. At the beginning, he uh, and back this is when he was with when Corolla. Uh, he would talk about how it was a dangerous, and then Corolla would come in and talk about only losers would date online. Well, that there All used that to be a stuff. stigma. Yeah. That is so totally gone. different. And Drew is, you know, he just. But I don't remember him like warning people like be very very okay. Ca- anymore. Well, I've got some stuff. I'm just curious if there's something I missed. So Lisa, here's the deal. I totally get your concerns and worries because they're still they're still real. Like this is a stranger, and you don't want to bring him back in your home. But here's something that I've learned lately that was like the best tip I actually got from a date. Um, before your first date with somebody, FaceTime with them. Yes. It used to be Skype, but FaceTime with them because people can be great online. They can be great texters, great wordsmiths. I love a guy with a woody text. Woody. Oh, I don't want that the woody text. I want a witty text. But, you know, you can find out if there's a little chemistry. You can just see if they're, like, not a serial killer. And then I would also meet them out. <laughs> How do you do that, Em? Like, I you just don't make sure, know. like, if you're FaceTiming, you make sure there's not, like, skins right. hanging on the walls. You can walls. tell there's no skins and there isn't, no, like, like, baby skeletons. He's not wielding a knife. Um, meet him out in public first multiple times until you feel comfortable. Yes, if you're really worried, let your friends know where you're going. Um, you can have one of your friend, you know, now with GPS, you can have your friend track you. What is the thing on the iPhone where they're like track where I'm at or whatever? Find friends. Find friends, really? Yeah. So I'm saying like, like, don't, don't like invite him into your house. Meet him for coffee. Um, 
never ever invited. I still go out with guys a few times. I don't let them pick me up. Like I meet them out. So when you're ready to have them over, be safe about it. Let a friend know, have a neighbor in the loop, have an alarm system, tell your friends, um, and definitely get tested. Like, I mean, for sure you want to get tested and you always, always want to use condoms. I mean, people just, I can't tell you how many people every day in my life, they're like, did you use condoms? No. Or I used condom the first time, not the second time. What the hell does that do? Yeah, That's like saying it was raining for nine, t- like 10 days in a row. And the, the 10th day I didn't wear a raincoat, you got wet. The first nine days you didn't. It's a weird thing, especially for guys. Tenth day, you like, could get pregnant. You could get an STD. Wear a condom. We've pat ourselves on the back so hard for like using one a time using condom. And then once you get you're comfortable with the girl, you feel like you're comfortable with like her blood type as well. I guess and so. You not just true. Let it let it roll. Right. All right. We are going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with more. Something magical happened this year. The magic wand turned 50. Just think about how much the world has changed over the last 50 years. I'm talking disco to dubstep payphones to cell phones. I mean, do you realize the magic wand came out a full year before we landed on the moon? That blows my mind. There's a reason the magic wand has stood the test of time. It's just that freaking good. Time Magazine named it one of the most iconic inventions. Cosmo calls it the little black dress of vibrators. In other words, it's the one vibrator you need to have. In case you haven't seen one at any point over the last 50 years, the magic wand is a full-size massager. And yes, it works great on the shoulders too. For most women, its power and size make it the ultimate clitoral vibe. I call it the sure thing. And because things get better over time, you now have two models to choose from the original plug-in version for constant power or the variable speed rechargeable version for cordless convenience. I've been obsessed with my magic wand since before I started the show. I even had my nightstand modified so I could keep it plugged in from inside the drawer. That's how much I love a magic wand. If you haven't tried one, what are you waiting for? Just go to magicwandemily.com. That's magicwandemily.com to order yours today. The big O. Everyone's always asking me about it how do I get there? Or I've never had one or I can only have it on my own. Some people are like, I can only have it when I'm sleeping, Emily. That is actually a thing. You guys, but here's the thing about sex. It's not so linear and it shouldn't only be focused on orgasms. What about your pleasure? What about intimacy? What about finding other ways to feel good? I just want you all to think about sex differently because there's a lot more to healthy sex than just orgasms. However, I'm not saying orgasms aren't amazing. I mean, they are. You see, I can't guarantee you orgasms, but I can give you some tools to help you along the way. Thanks to adamandeve.com because they want to get you there too with their Big O Kit. It comes with a great little mini vibe plus a special Climax gel that gets everything extra tingly. It's a great combo for some amazing pleasure. But also, they want to give you more than the Big O. You can also get 50% off one of your items and free shipping. I mean, have you been to adamandeve.com? They have so many toys, like literally every product you'd want, they have. All you have to do is use code EMILY at checkout and all the above can be shipped discreetly to your door. So while I can't promise you an orgasm, I can promise you a whole lot of pleasure and at least one big O. So check it out. You'll get 50% off almost any single item, free shipping and the free big O kit. Head over to adamandeve.com and enter code EMILY at checkout. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. 
My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash sxm. That's sexwithemily.com slash sxm today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. Oh, happy holidays, everyone. It's almost, um, hope you all had a great holiday. It's almost the new year. I am here with my deputy, Jamie. Hello. <laughs> my deputy of hipness, coolness, sex goddess, Jamie. I just like being a deputy. She just wants to be deputy. I do. She's everything. She does a lot here. Jamie's been here for three years? Two years. Two, Two years. Feels like sex. Two years and some change. I love Jamie. Jamie's been on the show with me a bunch. She's responsible for a lot of the amazing content you see everywhere. That's sex with Emily. So, um, Jamie, thank you for all your uh, your hard work and efforts. She's blossomed before my eyes. She's been here for two years, and she's she started as a little intern. She was so cute. So sweet. Now she's all grown up, taking over things. So, Jamie, I'm glad you're here with me today because it's come towards the end of the year, and it's it's been a big year for I think for everybody. Yeah. Um. And specifically for sex and relationships. And I thought we could kind of do an end of year roundup real quick and then answer um, some emails, help the people here. Oh, yeah, I'm totally down. Talk about some resolutions going forward. Because it's, I don't know, I mean, I'm not like a, um, a lot of people, the holidays are an interesting time. I think there's a lot of people who get more, you know, emotional or sad over the holidays. It can be you know, hard being away with family and all that stuff. I don't really have that as much as I do. The end of year makes me just, I really do make an effort to think about, I really do make an effort to kind of look at the last year and take inventory of like what what happened this year. Because a lot of times we're all going so fast, especially you see me. Oh, yeah. I, it's fast. There's a lot. And You're I'm like, moving constantly. I, know. I even come in the office and move. I'm like, I'll be at this desk. I'm going to go to this desk. Um, but life is fast. And I was like, so I'd like to reflect and think like, well, what happened this year? What were, um, you know, some good things that happened that I'm really proud of. And that makes me, you know, who did I meet? Who came into my life personally and professionally? Um, what goals have I met? What did I, what have I moved through? You know, it's, it's just, sometimes you can just think about things that aren't so great in your life, it's really easy to go into that zone of like, what's wrong, what's wrong. I think we a lot of us do that. But when you have a whole year to look back, you can go, okay, you know, and hopefully you're always kind to yourself and say, I did the best I could with what was going on in my life. So I try to do that. And I think, okay, but in a year from now, or in the next year, what are the things that would be great to see in place, you know, personally, professionally, spiritually, health-wise, you know, and I kind of do this inventory and I like write a bunch of stuff on the wall, like I like to do, like those big stickies. And so anyway, as I was thinking about it, I think a lot of our listeners are probably thinking about that as well. Like what, you know, I hope you are. And I hope, and I'd like to kind of plant the seed nugget in your brain, if you will. Yes. The sex nugget. Did I say seed nugget? Seed nugget, sex nugget. I want to plant the, I'd like to plant the sex nugget in your brain. Thinking about, um, when you're thinking about all those things, like maybe you people like join a gym in January, they want to quit smoking. But I think it's important to think about, of course, sex, always prioritize it. But this would be a great time to think, do I want to be having what kind of sex? Are there fantasies I haven't filled yet? Um, if you're in a relationship, how could you strengthen that bond, the intimacy? If you're dating, how could you have better sex? Like what while dating, which I know is a challenge. We're going to get into that in a minute. So let's let's talk about some of these things. We yeah. could, yeah. 
And I think I think you're right though too. Is that a lot of people, especially people that get into relationships, but or even if you're single, they don't really think about ways to improve their sex life they just treat each new partner each new thing like if you're single they treat each new partner as like a new thing and they don't really think about like well what could i do to make this make sure that this is good sex or better sex and then people in relationships just fall into a routine and they know that they're gonna have sex but then that's why things start to get stale because you you got to change things up you got to really think about it what made your best sex moments the best oh it made your bad sex moments bad like right. think about why these things made you feel this exactly way. right like what what was the bad and what was the good or what was the most pleasing sex and not pleasing sex it's funny because i was thinking about the shows we did with the guys the guys talk sex show mm-hmm. which is so fun and i remember asking those guys and i was like well, what was the best sex you ever had i love asking people that in fact that was one of the first questions i used to ask people when i started the show because i was always like what does great sex mean to you? I mean, I really was like, when you say you had the best sex, tell me what that means. I was always like, break it down, you know? And so asking though, it was interesting that those guys were like, you know, the, the, the similar thread to all of it was, it was sort of unknown. It, was, it wasn't planned. It was spontaneous. Mm-hmm. It was fairly new partners, alcohol involved. It's kind of spontaneous sex. And I thought it's interesting because a lot of what we talk about is keeping sex great in a relationship is you got to bring that spontaneity back and that newness. And so I thought that was interesting though, but I also think it changes over time. So the guys were in their twenties. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they have the same answer 10 years from now. And so when I think about it, like some memorable sex, you know, might not be the kind of sex that I would want to have now, for example, what would be great sex to me? So a good question to ask yourself is what was the best sex I had this year? Mm-hmm. And what would I want to see happen you know, in the future, what was the worst sex? So I was thinking about, we could highlight perhaps our, uh, I'd like to, uh, should we get into that now? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's, <laughs> I, I agree. I think it's like people tend to think of the best sex they ever had, but they don't think of this year. Like think about the year, just the year. Cause my best sex ever did not happen this year, but from this year I can pull out the best sex of this time if you focus on stuff like seven years ago that was the best sex you might even try to reenact that but it might not even be the best for you anymore because it was seven years ago but if you think about something in a year it kind of makes it a little more more tangible right it's a little more anecdotal maybe when you look back on stories like from years ago you're like oh it was really fun it was crazy we were at this you know rooftop party we had sex outside or whatever your great sex was and as you know being a sex and relationship expert I think people assume I always have amazing sex and I'm going to come clean here and tell you that I don't always have amazing sex. I do my best to make it better. But if I think about my high and low this year or talk about this year, I did. I had some sex that was just not great. And then I had some amazing sex. So what was your best sex? Should we start with the best? Let's start with the best and then we'll, we'll contrast it. My best sex this year a really memorable sex. Oh, it kind of had all the elements we're talking about. My best sex was at Wanderlust. You have to come next year. Wanderlust was that really cool festival I did in Tahoe this summer. And I talked for two days about sex. It's like a huge yoga festival. And they do it in like a bunch of different exotic cities. And it's just a lot of people running around like scantily clad doing yoga and like a lot of healthy, happy people, obviously. They're doing yoga all day. And I actually did the one sex track. So I did two days of sex. And it was really, it was intense. Like you were not there, unfortunately. We had Lark there and we had Ken that came in from Jersey, part of our team, Lark, producer Lark. And then my friend Heather, who does some work with us, was there. We rented a house and I was preparing to speak. And it was a lot of work because, of course, I changed my mind at the last minute. We were rewriting it. And it was amazing. I loved it. In fact, their talks are going to be on the Wanderlust podcast and we'll promote it in a few months. So it was a grueling week. It was a lot of togetherness with the team. We all bonded. It was great. But 
also intense. And it was five days where I thought I would have time to do yoga and go hiking and do all the beautiful things you do in Tahoe set at the foot of this amazing mountain. But there was a lot of work. So it went until Sunday. We were there like Wednesday till Sunday. I gave my last talk Sunday at about two. It was over at three. And the one thing besides yoga, all the classes were done. But the one thing I wanted to do the whole time was to take the tram to the top of the mountain and there was a pool party that was going on the whole time. Oh my like God, at the top so of the mountain, right? Everyone's like, oh my God, have you been to the pool party? I'm like, I have no time to party. So I, I looked at Lark. I was like, you know what? We have an hour left till we have to leave and go to our flight. It's open for another hour. I think the pool party went till four and it was like three. I'm like, let's just go for an hour, check out the top of the mountain, have a drink. We've been working our ass off. So we get to the top of the mountain. It's beautiful. Going up, up, up. Have you ever been, Tahoe? Over no, the mountains? I want to go And in the so summer, bad. it's so beautiful. The gondola. Is it gondola or tram? It's both. Tram, gondola. It's tram. It's tram. Tram, gondola. So you're Tahoe. You go up. It's beautiful. You've been to ski resorts in the... Yeah, I mean, I've been to like... I'm wildly gesticulating at you right now. Okay, so so I went up the mountain and we get there and it's like, oh, it's so beautiful and the air was perfect. We walk over to the bar and they're like, nope, sorry, we're, we're shutting down, party's ending. And I was like, oh, but you don't understand. Like, we, we just got to the top <laughs> of the mountain and there were still people like scantily clad in the pool and like music. He's like, nope. And I was like, you know me, I was like, come on, like anything. Like, I'll pay you. I've got like a, I have like a dildo. I'm like, I'll give you a vibrator. He's like, nope, no more beer. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, okay, that's fine. And so I sat down with Lark and, and we're just looking and we're like, oh, it's fine. And then I was like, well, I should get a picture because we hadn't taken many pictures and it was a beautiful view. And Lark's like, well, you should just go over there. And she was exhausted. She'd been on her feet all day. She's like, just walk over there and like take a picture from that cliff. So I walk over to this cliff and of course I'm wearing like two inch heels or three inch heels and I'm like trying to get over these rocks to take this beautiful like outlook picture and as an uh, overview picture of the of the entire city. Mm-hmm. And I walk over and this guy comes up to me, puts his hand, he's like, hi. He's like, Where you, can I help you? Where are you going? And I said, he had like a beer in his hand. And I said, give me your beer. I didn't say that, <laughs> but I thought that. And he's like, let me help Love you. It. I said, I got to take a really great shot from here because I have no shot since I've been here. And he's like, let me help you. And he like put his hand on me and he guided me and he took a bunch of pictures. And and he was just, a con- like I liked him and he was cute. And he was like, what are you doing? I said, I've been working the whole time and I just need a really good picture from here. And um, I'm leaving in an hour. And he's like, oh. he's like, don't leave. I'm with my buddy and we, we've got like a party to go to and it's been really fun. And he was really cute. Like I'm like thinking, how am I meeting someone? Like it, literally, I I think I had walked away from Lark and maybe 15 seconds had gone by and this guy comes out to me. I walk back to see Lark and it turns out our flight ends up being canceled. We go and get you know dinner and drinks with him and he's got a really cool friend and we're all hanging out and it just like all fell into place. He was... He was really kind. He was really attentive. He, he was just like interesting and interested and he's very attractive. And we um, ended up getting a room, all shared a room. And um, he was two of my favorite things. He's a trained massage therapist. And um, <laughs> you and the massage therapist. Dude, it's you're great. right. You're right. That's my second. Gra- you know what? This is Data why- massage therapist. But that's I- not what is his main thing. He did it on the side and he meditates. But he was he meditates. And he's like a healer. All of those not a hippie though and he was so great and everything I told him I was like I like when you touch my shoulder and then you kept touching it or I like when and I was just very able to be to communicate with him and I felt like he understood what my body needed and I understood what he needed without being able to speak I instantly felt safe with him and connected in a way that is is difficult to explain only when you look at it against like the bad sex of the year and you're like oh 
I get it. I get it when you're not really connecting. Someone's not listening to you and you're not jiving. So we like had a good energy. I, we still text. He's not my future, whatever. But it was like this moment of like, and it had those elements like we talked about with the guys, it was spontaneous. Mm-hmm. On it, didn't know it was going to happen. Didn't know him. he was kind of a stranger, but felt instantly safe and was like had amazing hands. And that and doesn't penis. happen all the time. No, I mean everything was comfortable. We showered together, and it was a really fun, unexpected evening. So that was my best sex. Oh, I like that. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna go to Wanderlust. Hopefully, we'll run. You'll come again. next year. Okay, so James, let's. So here's how we can kind of learn maybe best and worst. So I would have to say that was my most memorable sex of the year. So if anyone I've slept with this year is listening, you're great too, babe. I can only name one. But I would say the one that I wasn't a huge fan of was a guy that I'd gone out with him a few times, met him through a friend in his 40s, been married before, and it was the we got out several times, and it was the classic... We went back to my house after a few dates. We had made out in the car. It was kind of hot. Walk into my house. And he had this expectation that he was just going to like start with my pants, take them off, and we were going to have sex. Like it was really like no, no attention to the breast, not even much time kissing. And he wasn't in a rush. It wasn't like he had to go anywhere. It was a Saturday night. And in my brain, I'm going, how does he not... You know, no, the foreplay, the slow down, the kissing. It occurred to me that this isn't the first guy I've been with, no matter what age, but several in their 30s, 40s that just really don't, don't they don't get it. it. They don't get it. They don't understand the foreplay. They don't slow down. And so I tried in the moment I stopped. I said, you know what would make me feel more comfortable right now? Just so you know, because I stopped it. And he's like, well, what? I said, well, I just feel like we were connecting and we've had a great date and a great few times spending with each other. We've gone out a few times. It's been really fun and it's funny and I love making out with you. And now here we are. And I feel like you've skipped a beat here and it would feel really good just to kind of make out and connect more. And it kind of like... Like went over his head or something? Yeah, he was like, oh yeah, I know. I just, I just find you attractive. And it wasn't just the sex. It was a few other things at night that made me realize. Probably he also had me watch like his host reel from 20 years ago and like talked about himself the whole time. So there was a few narcissistic traits in there. So there's someone who's actually paying attention and listening. It's not like the other guy was a master massage guy. was a masterful lover. He's not a masseuse for a living like the other guy. The guy from Mexico. <laughs> so he doesn't But know. you know what I mean? It's really showed me that like it's really a matter of paying attention, listening, and being okay that you don't, as a man or woman, that you don't really know everything. And with each partner, it's a new opportunity to yeah. learn and, can and pick I, a joint. Can yeah. I comment on Please that? Please comment. How, how you said for the guy with the bad sex, where he was like, I'm sorry, I get it, but I'm just so attracted to you. It's like, okay, like, while I'm happy that you're attracted to me, and I always love it when I know that a guy is super into me, at the same time, when he says something like that, all it means to me is like, so you just were worried, though, about you getting off. Like, you're not worried about whether or not what you're doing is going to get me off because you're just like, oh, I'm just so attracted to you. I just need to get it in right now. Right. It's like they kind of see it as a compliment. But it's not really a compliment. It's n- And it's not him being rude. It's just him being kind of like he just doesn't know. Right. That's what's so alarming to me and why I'm more passionate than ever about this you know, I think a lot of us men and women, we did not really learn at all about how to have sex. So you're absolutely right that there's men, they say things to us like, oh, I've got blue balls or, you know, or they put your hand on their penis to show you that it's hard. And we already know it. we're making out. Your penis is probably hard. You don't need to show me. Those things that guys do that they think is going to be a turn on to us actually isn't and has nothing to do with us. And I'm going to say men and women get aroused differently. So I will say men, the more that men focus on 
pleasing their partner. And by that, I don't mean like going down on them necessarily. I mean, like, what does she need in that moment? How is she reacting? Does she, is she cold? Does she want to kiss? I mean, you can tell or ask, like, if you are attentive, you're not going to seem like a wuss. You're going to seem like a man who knows how to like react to a partner. And then that comes back to you. Like once a woman like likes you, feels safe, feels like you have her best intentions, you know, it just, it just kind of works. But I think that guys have that mentality by saying these things that like, but I'm so turned on. So you should just have sex with me right now when you are feeling nothing. I'm like, I didn't even know. I forgot you were here, dude. No, exactly. And that's why, that's just why it's interesting to me. Cause I mean, I've been in situations where I'm like, can we like slow down a little bit? Or I've even had a guy like, you know, like, you know, we're having sex and I'm like trying, I'm on top and I'm trying to move a certain way and he keeps trying to move me differently. And I'm like, I had to say, I was like, Hey, I was like, can we kind of like slow down for a second? Because I realized that this may not be getting you off, but I need more attention to my genital areas. Do you say that? I didn't say it exactly like (laughs) that. Genital areas? Like I said, I was just like, Hey, I was like, hold on, let's slow down. And I had to like keep guiding him because I was like, Hey man, like in my head, I was like, you're going to get off in probably a few minutes. So let me do what I need to do. And then we can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Right. You didn't, right. I didn't say it. That's why I said I thought that part. I was very nice in the actual <laughs> talking. Of course you were. I am not. Of course you were. I'm, I'm only sarcastic. Right. I'm not very, I'm not mean to people. Right. So yeah, we're going to be talking more about this in the new year. Men and women, women and men, women, women, men, men, all of us. We all need a little bit of help. Thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Sarah, intern Michelle, producer Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. So you all know that everyone here at Sex With Emily loves the womanizer, but no one more than producer Jamie. It's it's kind of an obsession. You think? I mean, you sleep with it under your pillow. Yeah. I mean, is that bad? No, it's awesome. I mean, Jamie, you know this. Some might say we have the best jobs in the world because we get to take all the new models home. We try them out. We review them. And not so long ago, we did bring home the Womanizer Premium, which somehow, I don't know how they do it. They change the game again. I know. Every time, I think there's no way that it can get better. And it does. And the premium is basically everything I love about the Womanizer already, but it's got a bunch of amazing new technology and it just makes it so much better. Right. Okay. Hang on. Let's pick our favorite new feature. I mean, it uses the same pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate the clitoris with those pulses of air pressure. Love them. It does. It feels like the best oral sex of your life, but there's no actual licking. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. And it has that little round silicone a cylinder that goes over your clitoris and those air pulses are exactly like exactly what I need but I'd have to say my new favorite feature is probably the smart smart silence silence. Ah. exactly the smart (laughs) silence is the best you guys the, the smart silence it keeps the womanizer silent until you touch it to your skin so it's discreet and roommates don't hear it. I know. And I have so many Jamie's roommates. Jamie's like 18 roommates that are all dudes. <laughs> right? I mean, it's amazing. So I don't know. I have to pick something different. I'm going to say that the thing I love besides the smart silent is the entire toy is all body safe silicone. And it just, it's like luxurious to hold. I know. It's really I, nice. I, I really like with it. it. Okay, Jamie. Thanks for sharing my obsession for the Womanizer. Of course. If any of you haven't tried the Womanizer yet, now's the time to see all of them. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash womanizer. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash W-O-M-A-N-I-Z-E-R.